welcome to hey great shot this is the great shot podcast a crack rackets and tennis channel podcast network production my name is alex gruskin folks i finally get to say the phrase i have been waiting to say since we started these ace of the day segments brought to you by DraftKings early last week we finally have ourselves a winning day west off give me some celebratory music immediamente por favor Finally, 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 we were able to choose some winners exclusively here on Ace of the Day. You know the bet I wanted to go with. Brandon Holt, a minus 115 favorite over Felix Corn. A $30 bet yielded us $19.50 in return. And we are slowly but surely beginning to work our way back to net zero, folks. Started out the week about $100 down with this victory. We are now down $79.20 overall uh, for those of you who may be listening for the first time, the rules of these Ace of the Day uh, segments. You can bet up to 100 fictional dollars. Of course, you can spread that $100 across multiple bets. If you have a sure thing, you can spend all 100 on that. Of course, you can also stay away from a day if you don't think the action is things you can figure out. And, you know, that's one of the things we have learned over these past six, seven days is don't be afraid to stay away. If you don't have a good feeling about the field of action going on, you know, stay away from that. By playing that, that that's how they sucker you in, right? By making you think you have to get on the action every single day. You don't. You should only get in on the action you are confident about. And folks, again, that's what we're learning here at the Ace of the Day segment. We're getting better and better at this. So by the time the ATP resumes, the ITF, the WTA resumes, whether that be in New York or a little bit later, even if it's not until 2021, we will be ready to beat the system. We will be in Uh, able to take advantage of all of this knowledge because again we're all tennis players still at heart right what's the point of being the best educated the most well-intentioned the most well-informed fans in the business like we know we have here at Cracked Rackets if you're not going to take advantage of all of that information so for those of you who have not yet set one up and want to get involved with the action on DraftKings here's how it works you're going to create your DraftKings Sportsbook account and make a deposit. From there, DraftKings will match your first deposit at 20% up to $500. From there, it's even simpler. You're going to make your first bet, and DraftKings will also match that with a risk-free first bet up to $500. And, you know, early last week, if you were offered a risk-free first bet, given the trends we had here selecting winners, oh, that was probably a good thing. You didn't lose any money. That's the point of that risk-free first bet, just to get your beak a little bit wet on how DraftKings works. And for those of you who that appeals to, just go to dkng.co slash great shot to play. That's dkng.co slash great shot. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in New Jersey, West Virginia, or Pennsylvania, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, or 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa only. You must be 21 years or older and in a participating state to take advantage of this offer. Deposit bonus is in DK dollars, which have no cash value and must be used on DraftKings. Offer not valid for users physically located in New Hampshire. Eligibility restrictions do apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for more details. But again, for those of you listeners who are in a participating state who are ready to get in on the action, dkng.co slash great shot to play. And again, folks, it felt great 
to pick a winner yesterday. It felt particularly good because I was at home, and my two old or my older brother, my younger brother, I was going to say my two brothers, are the people who give me the most grief when I make incorrect selections, and thankfully I was going to him yesterday. I was like, Eric, Eric, Brandon Holt ended up beating Felix Corrin, and he goes, Alex, Alex, you're probably the only person in the United States who cares about that result. And I said, no, 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 my friend. I know our Cracked Rackets listeners are listening to the ace of the day, and I know, you know, by scale, I just put minus 115 odd winners, uh, odds winners in their pocket. And so, again, we got the rate, uh, the... I suppose these Ace of the Day segments off to the right sort of start we were looking for this week. A quick reminder, in case this is the first episode you are listening to, we bet up to $100 a day. You can spread it out across multiple bets. You can bet it all on the thing you are most sure about. You can, of course, choose to elect to stay away from a day if you're not confident in any of the action going on. And again, we're continuing to learn lessons here on these Ace of the Day segments. We're not perfect yet at this tennis gambling. We're getting better and better, but we're starting to learn things so that when you know the action in New York starts, Western and Southern, the U.S. Open, or maybe if we don't even get tennis you know, sanctioned ATP, ITF, WTA action until 2021 on the calendar, we want all of you to be ready to take advantage of that action. Again, take advantage of the fact that our Cracked Rackets listeners, we know you're the most knowledgeable, most well-informed in the business. Let's take advantage of all that information at our disposal, make a little money, put it in our pockets, and become even further invested in the sport we oh so dearly love. Uh, But that gets us to day seven, right? And again, day seven action, so many different exhibitions going on across the globe for us to consider. You got things such as the Austrian Pro Series, the Eastern European Championships, the International Tennis Series, of course, the Battle of the Brits going on, U.S. Pro Tennis Series still going on, and then the de resistance, the world team tennis season still rocking and rolling in. You know, I made a big pronouncement yesterday. I said, I'm staying away from world team tennis. I lost too much money on it on week one. I just, the no ad scoring, the shortened sets, up to five tiebreakers at four all to try and predict any winner, let alone a men's singles winner, given the big serves, the big forehands, how sporadic those results are going to be. Uh, I said I was going to stay away from it forever because there are just no sure things in world team tennis and it was beating me down. Well, folks, I lied. Because when you know a sure thing in tennis wagering, again, if you see it and you know it and you feel it to be true, sometimes it's just hard to resist those sorts of offers. And folks, my ace of the day brings us back to world team tennis. And I know what you're thinking. Oh, Alex is already going to go with a loser here. He's going to just screw up all the juju he built, all the positive karma heading into week two of these ace of the day segments. No, folks, I am not. That's not what I'm going to do. Because I think I can even convince you listeners that this world team tennis wager is a winner. And as you know, uh, perhaps the two most dominant flights from any team throughout this world team tennis season have been the Philadelphia Freedoms men's and women's singles positions. Now you look right now on the stats across the leaderboard during this world team tennis season, the uh, Philadelphia Freedoms number one in the men's singles position. They're plus 12 at the flight. Second place is the Orlando Storm they're plus six. So, you know, they're more than double the leader there. And of course, the number one singles player uh, for men's singles has been Taylor Fritz, who's plus 12 uh, in total uh, on the year. You know, again, that's ahead of the Orlando Storms. Tennis Sandgren, who's plus six. But for Fritz, he's done it over an 86-game sample size. That's actually on the lower end of a lot of these men's singles players, partly because I think they've played one less match than some teams 
but it's also because, again, Fritz has been so dominant at the flight. And the only position the Freedoms have been better at than men's singles is women's singles. And, of course, they are led by the highest-ranked player in this World Team Tennis season, at least women's singles-wise, uh, our 2020 Australian Open women's singles champion. That's Sophia Kennan, right? And you look for the Freedoms right now in terms of their record, in terms of where they stand, uh, because they're they're looking awfully comfortable, right? They have already clinched their playoff spots, the Freedoms 9-2, and two, a half game ahead of the Chicago Smash, who lost last night, are now at 9-3. and three. The Orlando Storm, fairly comfortable as well, sitting at 8-4. and four. They've got, I believe, a game and a half gap over the Empires, and then two and a half games over the Castles, who are in the 4-5 and five position, really, the last two teams. I suppose the Orange County Breakers as well, competing for that fourth playoff spot. You know who's not competing for that fourth playoff spot? The San Diego Aviators, who we learned yesterday blew it up, I believe, in a trade. They send Coco Vandeweghe over. Was that the Lasers? I, I don't even know which team it was, but they send Coco Vandeweghe over uh, to the Empire uh, in exchange for, I believe, Coco Vandeweghe. Oh, yeah, now on the Empire, uh, she gets traded to uh, them uh, from the Ave Eaters in exchange for Sabine Lasicki, in exchange for Vetapeshki. And so, look, you know, Coco Vandeweghe already out of the equation. Uh, there's a prohibitive singles advantage for the Freedoms in taking on the San Diego Aviators. It's probably going to be Lasicki versus Kennan. It's also going to be Ryan Harrison versus Taylor Fritz. Uh, those are two matchups I like overwhelmingly for the Philadelphia Freedoms, and you look at it, Sophia Kennan coming off of a loss to Jessica Pagula, Taylor Fritz coming off of a loss to Steve Johnson. Uh, they're also coming off of a day off yesterday, so they're going to be well-rested. It's a shortened format, so is rest ever the biggest factor? No. But I very much look. Uh, I expect to see Sophia Kennan and Taylor Fritz get back to their winning ways. Again, it's two matchups I like for them here. You look for Ryan Harrison and the success he's had in men's singles. You know, the Aviators right now, eighth place in men's singles. They're minus eight overall. Ryan Harrison, in terms of qualifying players, eight out of nine in terms of his men's singles performances. He's a game above Mitchell Kruger in terms of his plus-minus differentiation. You look for them in women's singles. Again, they're second to last. You look individually. Uh, it's going to be different for them because they've got Sabine Lisicki now, who has not had the greatest year. She's 9-19, and 19, spread minus 10. Christina McHale, who still is on the San Diego roster, minus 6 with a 36-42 spread. I just think the Freedoms are over overwhelming favorites. I think Fritz, Kennan have been playing well enough that they've earned the benefit of the doubt. We've hit a Philadelphia Freedoms parlay before on this Ace of the Day segment. I'm going to make that straight up my Ace of the Day. I've got a couple of other wagers I want to just introduce to you all again. Just a little tease, a little taste for everyone in case you want to get on on some non-world team tennis action or in case you actually want to adhere to the rules we make here as we develop on this Ace of the Day. You have sworn off of world team tennis as I promised to do yesterday what we continue to learn. I may make some promises, but a lot of time they're busha because I can quickly be incentivized, quickly uh, convince myself that I was wrong in the past and that I can be right in the future despite, you know, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing twice and expecting a different result. But I'm going to be a little bit insane here. I'm going to make it my ace of the day. Philadelphia Freedoms, $30 on them to sweep singles against San Diego. That's Fritz and Kennan over Harrison and either McHale or Lisicki. Minus 113 odds, a $30 wager wins you $26.70. 
That's my ace of the day. I just think that's a sure thing. I know, you know, I, I made the case yesterday for Holt Corwin. I explained their games. I explained the two out of three sets. I explained how many matches Felix Corwin had played of late and why he would be perhaps a little bit more worn down than a Brandon Holt. This, I think, is a little bit more straightforward. Fritz, Kennan, the two best players in the field, I think they're going to show that much. They're going to, you know, the Freedoms have not been playing that great as of late, despite having already clinched themselves a playoff berth. I think they're going to want to flip the script. I think they're going to play their best tennis as we head into the playoffs. Give me the Freedoms to sweep singles, minus 113, $30 to win 2670. That is my ace of the day. Again, little bit of other action, right? And before I say that, you know, I said for World Team Tennis, right? I was like, I was out, but just when I thought I was out, they pulled me back in. Westoff, give me the actual quote, please. Just when I thought I was out, they pulled me back in. Anyways, a little bit of World Team Tennis action for you. But again, there are so many other things going on across the globe right now, right? The Battle of the Brits, the U.S. Pro Tennis Series, the International Tennis Series, the Austrian Pro Series, Eastern European Championships. There's a lot of other action that could be had, could be there for the taking. You know, Eastern European Championships, uh, Berberovic and Milovanovic, and then uh, Herzelis versus Stretinovic. Not a matchup for me. I don't know either of those, any of those four players well enough to feel confident to get in on it. Jean Theron versus Alex Thieler. Jean Theron is up big. Uh, He is someone I know. I believe he played at Harvard during college tennis. He's just someone you know from a friend of a friend. A very good tennis player would have probably been a good one to back, but that one just got started a little bit before I started this podcast. Jean Theron, though, very successful. If you're going to get in on the mixed doubles action in the Battle of the Brits, I would say parlay the Murrays, right? That's the only thing that really financially makes sense. You've got Andy Murray and, I believe, Barrage um, taking on Salisbury and Radicanau. And then it's Jamie Murray and Nichols versus Alistair Gray and Silva. Yeah, Murray Parlay, I guess you get pretty good odds there. You know, I think that gets to about plus 200 if you parlay them together. But mixed doubles is always, you know, it's a crapshoot. Anyone could win at that point. We're going to stay away from the doubles action. Going to stay away from Brody Watson versus Dark Gray as well. I just think that's a toss-up. Definitely, definitely, definitely staying away from the Battle of the Brits in men's singles. Daniel Evans versus Kyle Edmund. Evans, clearly the player in better form as of late. He cracked the top 30 of the ATP singles rankings for the first time in his career. A guy who just, you know, since uh, being suspended, obviously, for some off-the-court issues, has looked better and better, more and more confident in his game. But it's worth mentioning, Kyle Edmund also playing a bit better as of late. He has worked his way back up into the ATP Top 50, was sitting at number 44 in the rankings when play stopped. Uh, he's also 3-0 in his career against Dan Evans. Now, they've all happened on different surfaces, indoor hard courts. Edmund beat him in a Dallas Challenger final in 2016. He beat him on outdoor grass in 2019, outdoor clay in Monte Carlo in 2017. But this is a stay away, just in every definition of the word. Evans is playing better. He's the higher ranked, he's the highest ranked, I think, British male singles player right now in the world. And, you know, that's a little bit of pressure. That's a little bit of added incentive. But in my opinion, stay away from that match because it's the definition of an either or. And you're just going to lose money on that one. U.S. Pro Tennis Series for the women. A lot of names in play you may be familiar with. Kimmy Hans, uh, Juliana Olmo, Charlotte uh, Shavatapan, uh, of course, 
Janelle Van Wyn, friend of the program, now Emily Fawning. You can go on and on and on. A lot of action to be had. Again, a lot of either-ors in that one, or just odds that are so outrageous you'd have to bet ridiculous sums of money to win anything in return. We're going to stay away from the U.S., uh, or from, I believe, yeah, the U.S. Pro Tennis Series for the women. But for the men, I think I found another winner for all of you today. Martin Redlicky, minus 167, the former NCAA doubles champion, I believe, uh, or at least at the very least a finalist, although I think he's a champion with both Mackey and Evan Zhu, uh, certainly an All-American in singles as well, a guy who has reached the top 500 of the ATP singles rankings, and a guy who has looked good as of late as well. You look for Redlicky in terms of what he's accomplished on uh, the exhibition circuit. I believe Red um, Martin Redlicky right now, number 501 in the world. He's taken on Dusty Boyer, who I believe, Boyer, number 581, a product of Nebraska. I mean, this is a really good match. It's an either-or. Now, personally, I am going to favor Martin Redlicky in this one. I just think he's got the bigger weapons. You look at his results as of late on the uh, exhibition circuit. He's had some pretty good results uh, to speak of. You look at what he's been able to do. You know, he did lose to Felix Corwin 3-2 and two the other day. He lost to Braden Schnur as well, but he beat Bob Rob. He also beat Felix Corwin uh, actually a couple of days after that. He able to beat Karamov. He then lost to Felix Corwin again in a third set breaker. So him and Felix having some battles of late but I'm going to take him over Dusty Boyer. I'm also going to take Ray Sarmiento over uh, Gage Brimer. Now, I think these are both, you know, all f- both of these matches, great matches. I think they're both very, very enjoyable, very tasty things to get in on the action. But I also just think I'm going to be able to pick a winner here. I think Gage Brimer's played a lot of tennis as of late. I know Ray Sarmiento hasn't played as much, but you look for Ray, you look the pedigree, uh, he's a guy coming back from injury, he's a guy who, in my opinion, uh, certainly a top, at minimum, 300 player when he's healthy in the ATP Tour, and again, you start to look at his results for the 28-year-old over this period of time, the last couple of matches he played, he beat a guy, oh, he actually played Gage Brimer earlier, he played him on the 17th and lost to Gage Brimer, you know what? Because of that fact, because I'm not 100% certain, this is what we do on the on the roll, folks. We're going to take this parlay out. I am no longer going to be taking both uh, Sarmiento over Gage, Redlicky over Boyer. That's a plus 164 parlay, $20 wins you $32.80. I'm going to scrap that. I'm going to stick with just Martin Redlicky to knock off Dusty Boyer. Minus 167 odds, $20 wins only 12 back. I know, again, that's minimal odds. That's not a big return, but we're working our way back here, folks. I'm trying to pick some winners for you, trying to build up my street cred. I swear, we're going to go on a win streak, and it's going to be the most amazing thing. And by the way, if Sarmiento does beat Gage, if Red Licky does beat Boyer, 10% chance we add that parlay to our wins. No, I'm not going to add it because if I say I'm not going to, I'm not going to add it. If it's a loss, I'm not going to add it. If it's a win as well, although I will say again, Gage Brimer's played a lot of tennis as of late. A little bit of a break for Ray Sarmiento, um, but. Ooh, do we go with the parlay or not? What do we think, folks? This is really an on-site decision. You're hearing my decision-making process live. 
We're going to scrap the parlay. We're just going to take Martin Redlicky to beat Dusty Boyer. Minus 167 odds. A $20 wager wins you $12 in return. Again, our bets of the day. Ace of the day. The Philadelphia Freedoms to sweep singles over the San Diego Aviators. Minus 113. $30 wagers wins $26.70 in return. For Mar- $20 wager on Martin Redlicky to defend Dusty Boyer. Minus 167 odds. $20 wins you 12 back in return. If you're feeling risky, a $20 wager on Sarmiento and Red Licky as a parlay, plus 164 odds, $20 wins you $32.80 in return. But again, we are going to scrap that. Just stick with Red Licky over Boyer and the Freedoms, our ace of the day, to sweep in singles. Shout out, as always, to the super producer, Daniel Westoff, for the f*** of an ending job he has to do day in, day out. Two daily podcast, folks, this one and the mini break. So if you want to hear a further update of what's going on throughout the professional tennis world, be sure to check out that mini break podcast as well. And, of course, for all of our content, you can check out our website, CrackedRackets.com. Shout out, as always, to our friends at DraftKings for helping us get in on the action. If that's something you are interested in, DKNG.co slash GreatShot, again, to start off to make your DraftKings Sportsbook account and, again, to start getting in on all of the action. But with that being said, for our friends at DraftKings, for our super producer, Daniel Westoff, and all of us here at both Cracked Rackets and the Tennis Channel Podcast Network, I'm your host, Alex Gruskin. You know what we say, folks? Hey, great shot, and wish you luck with your ace of the day. Take care, everyone, and we will see you tomorrow.